This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is everything you want to know without an appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for just a smidge more. Your favorite podcast and ours, or at least we hope so. <laughs> I know that's it's a stretch. <laughs> it's, it's the only one too. I'm listening to right now. <laughs> well, at least you're listening. True. Yeah. So we asked a lot of our listeners what topics you wanted to hear, what you, you were interested in, what you wanted to cover. And we received this request from quite a few of Brandy's patients. And it's actually hilarious. When she told me she wanted to talk about this, I was like, oh, okay, where do we go with this? <laughs> There's lots of different directions. Well, now, they, now that we're, once we started to brainstorm about it, we realized that there are a lot of different directions and it's a pretty common theme. And it's how to approach your significant other for aesthetic treatments and what... Since Brandy's such an expert in this and she's heard a million <laughs> stories. And I have to say, since I've been working here and we have different people checking out and they're like taking dollar bills from <laughs> <laughs> different pockets and, oh, we're going to use this out of my purse and then I'm going to use this. And like, listen, we're here for it. Yes, we yes. are. So <laughs> what is your advice what what do you tell people when they ask you this? I don't know. This is hard because even though I hear so many different things, mm -hmm. a lot of it's the same. Okay. So just so you know, like all of you ladies out there are pretty much the same. I think when when women want to start doing aesthetic treatments, I think the first image in their husband's head is the cat lady. Yes. Because I literally have had patients come in and they're like, my husband sent me this like meme and it's literally the cat lady or like some over Botoxed person. So I think they either imagine them coming home looking like the cat lady or with duck lips or a lion, a lion. Yeah. <laughs> like, so lioness. I, yes. Or they've seen people out in public that way. I mean, obviously that's not the look that we're going for, but I have a lot of patients that actually don't tell their significant other that they even do treatments at all, which is interesting because I mean, if we're doing filler, things like that, people are bruising. I mean, they're making up all sorts of stories of how they got that bruise. But the most common theme is, do you know how many grocery store trips I made before my Botox appointment? <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. And I've heard that at least, I, I would say in a year, I've heard that at least four times. Yeah. And yeah. that's a common theme. It really is. And I think these I, grocery store trips are getting very yeah. expensive. I asked one of my patients, I'm like, did your husband ask why you're eating rice and beans, but you're going to the grocery store every day? You know what? Inflation has really probably helped these people it's in their lives. Thing. It's a real thing. They're like, wow, things are getting really yes. expensive. So I think I think it's a fine line in aesthetics because there's different injectors who do different type of injecting. I'm more conservative. So my goal is to not make you look like somebody else. My goal is to make you look fresh, look less tired, look like you did 10 years ago. So we always start conservative. I mean, I've even had patients where they bring their husbands with them and their husband's like, uh, you know, he's more nervous than the patient sitting in my chair. So it's just making small tweaks yeah. and doing small things 
over time. So I think if, if someone is wanting to approach their significant other and tell them just, you know, like, Hey, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I pretty much just put out there what I do. So there's no hiding it from my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think just telling them like, Hey, you know, this area, my face concerns me. This is what bothers me. And this is what I want to work on. And, you know, I'm going to go to this provider. I always say, check out your providers before you go to them because, I mean, that's a good indication of what you're going to leave looking like. So um, I think you're very, I think the word that comes to mind when I think about your treatments is subtle. And I think the way you train people is also subtle. Um, And subtle is really the new, it's the new trend. Nobody wants to look overdone or overfilled or, you know, like we talked about lioness or uh, (laughs) or cat, like, I don't know what, but, but subtle is a real art form. And I think that when you come to reverse gravity, that is one thing that we are very reputable. And that is really our image is subtle changes over time are really, really nice. Yes. And I think less is more. I don't think more is better in a lot of cases. And sometimes it's patients who have been doing things from other places and they come here and we actually dissolve most of what they have and kind of start fresh. Right. But it's, I I think it's, it's the unknown because even when I first started doing Botox, Travis was like, why are you doing that? You don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. Clearly, I needed it. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I had a mean frown going on. And I did. I looked mad when I wasn't even mad. But and it was just doing small things over time. And then I think it really changed his mind when I started doing his Botox. Because there's a huge difference. Like, I look at pictures of all of us, like, collectively as a group. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're all like 10 years, 12 years older and we look way better now. <laughs> That's like, true. Not and I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I'll say that in 10 years. We'll look at another picture. But I think we look better. I don't know. I, I would thought we so. looked good then, but <laughs> I don't know. I think we look better now. Reed will say we had a glow up. My daughter will always be like, <laughs> she'll look back at pictures, of, but she'll be like, wow, you guys had a glow up. I was yes. like, you know, we really, we I don't know. An epiphany. Your, your face changes so much as you mm-hmm. get older. Like, looking back at pictures of me it's like sometimes my face looks really small and then it gets big or whatever like it's so it's everyone ages so differently but I think you and knowing you for as long as I have you are an artist you are you really form your craft well um, and you've been doing that for a very long time. And I see you doing that with your patients, too. And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of surgeons. And like deep down, you are that it, you, there is an artist inside of you. But bringing those subtle differences to people's faces, it it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, um, it does. A refresh. It, it does. And that's that's what I always tell my patients. You want somebody to look at you and be like, Wow. You look really good. You don't want somebody to look at you and be like, wow, like, what the hell did you do? It's, you know, and you want, my goal is to have people look at my patients and be like, wow, and not know what, know what they had done. Right. So you don't want to smile and have cabbage patch cheeks and you have no eyeballs because you have too much cheek filler. Like, I think there's a fine line. The subtleness and with that you deal with your clients um i've also noticed that a lot of our injectors all of our injectors really i feel very comfortable going to 
any of them. And mm-hmm. I have with, you know, I, I've used almost every single one of them. Um, Aaron, I haven't, but I'm going to. And I can tell the way that you have trained these these injectors is very similar to your own technique. Yeah. And they all, they all have their own little zhuzh yeah. about them that <laughs> they do their thing, their zhuzh. Um, but I think people can feel very comfortable when they come to reverse gravity, no matter who they see, because they all want to see Brandy. And sometimes that's not possible. Uh, these other injectors are trained really, really well. And yeah. they're amazing. Yeah, they're great. And it's they really nice great. that you get in with them. Because I did my own Botox the other day. <laughs> I'm literally begging, like, please, someone, like, do my Botox. And then literally, I had to do my own. Well, this I, is ridiculous. I had Mia the other day, and she did such a great job. It was, it she really did. Like, I kept waking up, and I was like, oh, I look better today. I look better today. <laughs> now I look better, you know. But this this subtleness in which you've trained is a big thing. And I think that, you know, some people are very heavy handed. Some people, the way they learn procedures, it's all different and it's all very unique. I also think it's very important that if you are coming, going back to the subject matter that was requested and how do you approach your significant other for medical aesthetic treatment if you want it and you don't want to hide it yes I mean and you can always hide it too Uh, yes I've done that in my life a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of hard for me to hide mine because I mean travel notice and I I mean I just I put out there what I do because it's what I do Travis given up now I I think he really tell you can't do anything anymore no and he never really told me that I couldn't before I but I think that he thought in his mind that it's I, I think that in a, in medical aesthetics, there is a fine line. You always walk a fine line like there's a there's a hill and you're right on the middle of it versus doing too much. Yes. And I think that's what he was worried about. For the longest time, he always said, never do lip filler because I I mean, I, well, I have nothing in there. I mm-hmm. dissolved everything now, but I've had big lips my whole life. So I didn't need big lips. But as I get older, I see the creases coming. I'm like, oh that's a new wrinkle. Like I didn't have that. And so I think even, I think that was the only thing that he was iffy about when I did them. And it was only at first because my lips swell the size of my head. So he was like, that is the one thing like I asked you not to do. And I think I did ask him before I did it. So it wasn't like a complete surprise, but then he likes it. So I once once you get past the swelling on my face for a few days, but I think it's just a fine line. And I think it's something that if someone doesn't want to hide it, I think you just have to be honest about it. And I have no problem doing less things in a visit and bringing a patient back. I have no problem with that, especially if it's a patient who's never done anything and they're super nervous. I will say like, this is what I think you need for Botox or filler or whatever, but we'll start less with Botox two weeks. If we need to add more, great. You can pop back in somewhere in my schedule. I always say, just call Danae or Amy and they'll get you in my schedule. Um, And they will figure it out. And they will. And I would rather do that than put too much especially for someone who's never had any treatments and then they hate it and they'll never come back. They'll be like, 
they didn't have a good experience. Are people still afraid of Botox? They are. Really? Yes. I was joking. One of my patients came in yesterday and I was joking with her because she literally, when I first saw her, it was probably five years ago and she'd never done anything. And she literally wanted 10 units of Botox in her forehead. I'm like, well, that's not going to do anything. That sister. Is like <laughs> floofing in the wind. And she was so nervous we did 10 units of Botox and I told her you're going to need much more than this. And now she's on her third Botox club of 50 units. So we've come very far and it was the second appointment. She came back. She'll uh, just add whatever you need to, to freeze me. But patients get really nervous and I don't know if it's fear of the injection or needles or if it's the fear of what they've seen on social media or what they've seen out in public. So in a lot of times, cause patients will, bring it up to me like, oh, I saw this lady or, you know, her cheeks were so big. And that's what they have in their mind that if they do cheek filler, that's what they're going to look like. And in reality, that's not even the patient's fault who's walking around like that. That's the injector's fault for not saying no. Well, and I think going back to the lips that a lot, I don't want to be sexist, but a lot of men or husbands or significant others, they're always like, don't do your lips. Don't do your lips. Don't do your lips. I mean, we, yeah. we hear that all the time, right? And I think it's because of everything that's out there it's like but look how much bad lip filler you see it's true so. and now I see bad cheek filler yeah, yeah. Yes. there's yeah. a lot the out there patch. it is so it you is. you do have to be really careful um, and there's so many other things that you can do that are not filler based um, well is sculpture considered a filler sculpture yeah um, no no. It's like a biostimulatory. You'll build collagen from it. That's a that's a that's a new. Th I mean, it's not new, but I think a lot more people are leaning towards that. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. I think we've talked about it before, but just as a little brief. So, Sculptra is great. It helps to build collagen. You do get really really swollen at first. Typically, you do two to three treatments. The first and second treatment are spaced six weeks apart. Third treatment, if you need it, is spaced at twelve weeks. It will help build collagen. But it's not for everybody, patients who have a lot of autoimmune type diseases, you don't want to use it in. And there is, you know, you have to massage wherever you have the Sculptra five times a day for five minutes for five days. And you do that so you don't get collagen nodules. So if you have a non, if I have a non-compliant patient, I, I actually won't do it because they have to follow those rules or we're going to be dealing with bigger issues. So I even tell even my ones who are really non-compliant, I'll, I'll even tell them like, okay, if we do this, you have to stay compliant to what I'm telling you to do. But I think Sculptra is a great treatment, especially for patients who are super, have super thin faces mm -hmm. or thin skin. It is better, especially, I always think of when I think of who needs Sculptra, it's always like my marathon runner mm -hmm. patients because they're very hollow under their cheekbones, very hollow in the temples, and you can help build collagen there. So some patients are really against filler or they're scared. They don't want to do it. So, and if they need it, it's actually a great treatment option. I love it. I, I've done two treatments on my face and I, I swear that it made my skin tone and texture better at like six weeks. That's what everyone I, says. I swear it did. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can't wait to do a third treatment, but you know, I gotta find somebody who will do it for me. You got <laughs> in the office. You need one more person the here. The last time I had Botox that I didn't have to do myself, I had to put myself on Aaron's schedule. How do you do Botox yourself? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, it hurts. Like, do you do it in the mirror? Yes. What? And then I end up with more 
more pokes because reflexively I pulled the needle out. And But you know what? It's better than having wrinkles. That's crazy. It really is. So if I'm desperate, I will do it myself. I did my own lip pop the other day and I didn't pass out. What? Yes. This, I was desperate. I did my Botox, my Microtox and my lip pop. Oh my God. Because I saw I have no lips now. So now I, I was like, uh, what is this line? That's so, hilarious. Um, but yeah. That's what we should have video of you doing your own Botox. <laughs> That would be so With funny. all the folks, maybe it we'll really do that. would. So I think just approaching your significant other, I think it's a personal choice for every person in a relationship if they want to disclose that or not. Really doing aesthetics treatments is a personal choice. So if you want to share that with your husband or significant other, great. If you don't, great. Like I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, you know, now they're we're protected going, under HIPAA. So. Now we're going back to um, our series we had just that actually just posted recently with Carrie McCoy. What would she say about <laughs> Carrie? This? Would say you have to talk with to our your marriage husband. therapist, <laughs> licensed family <laughs> family therapist. She'd be like, uh, you need to tell your husband. Yes, I mean, I, I think that. That most people should be able to, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not in every relationship, so I don't know. I like being able to come home and telling travel, like, hey, I tried this today, you know, and we do a lot of research and development around here. Yes, so yes, we do. I will try everything. <laughs> Sometimes I look wonky and I got to reverse that, but it's, it's better for me to try it on myself. And then I could say like, hey, this works. Hey, this mm-hmm. like makes you look weird. So I will practice and you know I'll ask him like hey could I practice this on you usually he says no but sometimes I'll just say sit down let me let me try something so but I actually like it and I think more in the last year or two I've gotten a lot more male patients and it's funny because none of them want them to know that they do treatments like and I'm like how do people notice your wrinkles one day and then the next you have no wrinkles yeah but I think for men it's a big deal too. And that I've said this in other podcasts, like I take care of myself. I like it that Trav takes care of himself. I like that he dresses nice. I like that he does Botox. I like that he uses good skincare. I think it shows. And I think if I take care of myself, I want my husband to take care of himself too. Mm -hmm. So, but I will say in the last year or two, I've got, I have a lot more patience. And sometimes it's the wife coming in, you know, their husband's totally against it, even though they know that they're there. And then, you know, the next, you know, second or third appointment, the husband's coming with them. Mm -hmm. Then they'll watch an appointment. And then the next time they'll be like, oh, maybe I need a little Botox. And then they're done. They're hooked. Because once you see that difference, you're done. I think it's becoming more and more common too. I mean, Mm -hmm. like they say the term Brotox and everything else. I mean, it's just becoming a more you know, um, acceptable. I don't want to say acceptable, but that sounds sexist. But well, it is because 10 years ago, even if you did Botox, you didn't true. talk about it. It'd be like getting your nails done. Yes. And so now I think it is, which is more. fine if men get their nails done. Oh if yeah. They want to go get a, a pedicure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yes. I don't know. That's scratchy. Please. No. Yeah. No, no. I like when Trav Please goes do. through this and Please gets a pedicure, do. but I think that it's, it's just more accepted now. I've, met people out that have like will say like oh I've never done anything I'm like you're lying like (laughs) you are I can see the filler you can't move an eyebrow so I respect patients more that put out there like hey this is what I do Mm -hmm. versus someone who's like I do nothing and I'm like I know you're lying it's kind of like lying you can't lie to your injector like you don't you shouldn't lie to your pastor or therapist Mm -hmm. right so Um, Well, and it's better to know what you're getting into. Like, I've done this, and so I need you to know that so we know where to start. Yeah. I mean, what does Joel think? 
I mean, because he's uh, he's conservative too, like Joel. Oh, yeah. He, he's never done anything. Well, no, no, no. But, like when you were doing them, because he was nervous at first. Like when you first started coming to me, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, remember when you yeah. did my lips for the first time and, <laughs> and we went to a party? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was probably I, the most hilarious thing I've I, ever seen. You were wearing a scarf in like hundred degrees, it, and he would walk towards you, like, and you would run the other no, way. No, I would put the scarf over my lips because. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a little bit too. It was like nothing. And much. it was like you had just started out uh, yeah. with your new career. Oh, and yeah. Like, and I was afraid to touch you because you were so picky. And, and so, you're like, I'm not going to bruise him. I'm like, Ugh, well, probably. and then I had like, my lips are like, they literally just blow. Like they, I was <laughs> they like a blowfish. Like <laughs> and I think, I don't know, did I take a steroid or something to make it go down? I, I don't remember. I think you might have, but it was and a the resident party yeah and you were like and so then I had to show up at my husband's work party and I had just had my lips done which a FYI you you should never do that that's a, that was mistake number one <laughs> and I didn't want to go because I didn't want to even be involved if he saw it but didn't I have a turtleneck on you I did think I had a turtleneck yes, on and a scarf and I was like I kept putting <laughs> the scarf over my lip and turtleneck when my husband would walk near me and then you'd run the other way I know and I I got away with it that you night did. I did did he notice the next day? I don't remember what happened. I think I, think I came told clean. Him. I think I had to come clean because yeah. I looked like I'd been in a fight. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> Brandy punched me. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's just like this woman. I swear to God. Like, you know, it's just always something, but that's nothing new. Yeah, but he's he's okay with you oh, doing yeah. that. He's okay now. I mean, I don't do anything like super, I don't know. Me. I like, I like Botox. I do like, maybe I do do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, after looking at my own treatment record, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm like, give it to me all. Whatever. I'm, I'm game. Let's do it. Yeah. But see, he trusts you. So to not go overboard. I'm vain and he's vain too. Let's just admit it. You know, we both like to look good and yeah. feel good. And um, he's not into, he doesn't do any Botox or anything like that, but he's, he's always you know, kept himself in shape yeah. and he likes to look good. Um, and so, so do I. Someday we'll get him in here for Botox. I mean, that would Maybe be. Maybe in his sleep. Well, that would be hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> it really or would. Or we'll have Trav do it. It could be like Botox. I don't think he's ever going to do it. But I mean, you I never know. know. You, you never, never know. know. He, you could, don't. he could turn over a new leaf. He could. <laughs> he really could. But I doubt it. But I don't know. So, I mean, whatever, you know, but I think I think for people, though, it's personal choice. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't do this and I wanted to have something done, how would I approach Trav? I think I would just say I want to have Botox. I I don't know. I mean, if that was, if it looks weird, it wears off if, in three months. I don't I mean, even know if Travis, if even just hearing that, Travis would be like, you want to get Botox? Okay, great. <laughs> like, that would be the least of his worries anymore. That's true. Yeah, he'd be like, that's it. And like, uh, okay. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> but I'm saying like, if, if I didn't do this, if yes, I had never done over. anything, like we're starting fresh. Clean Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> okay, don't get that crazy. <laughs> Little um, House on the Prairie. <laughs> nothing's been done. So I think I would just have to say like, hey, I've, I think maybe approaching the subject of the injector you're going to go to. Mm -hmm. So then if they have questions or concerns, they could research the person. I'm a really big fan of honestly looking at somebody and being like, yeah, I'll 
go to you for my teeth or I'll go to you for my face because I, you know, it's a big deal. I'm sorry. It It really is. is. Like if you're going to get your house, have an interior decorator do your house, go look at their house. Like if their house looks a mess, chances are I'm not going to hire you to do my house. So that's true. I mean, and I always tell. It's a very simple (laughs) mathematical equation. I posted a meme. I I should find that. It was a few years ago, but it said, choose your injector wisely because how you look, your, your, or how your injector looks is about how you're going to look in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a crazy overfilled injector and some people like that like they like to look overfilled I think maybe 10 years ago that was the thing like everybody was kind of overfilled yeah but if you have a crazy overfilled injector chances are that's what you're gonna look like in about 30 minutes it's so I don't know but I feel like I border that sometimes when I'm trying out new things (laughs) like I'm like okay I better slow down but I, I don't think that I ever go over that edge. I think the most thing for people with like who have met me have always thought my lips were fake, even even when I had no filler in there. So, you know, all the fun of that I got made of in high school and junior high, like it's all paying off now. for these now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm losing volume because I'm getting older, but they're still big. So I would just say probably just have your research have it, you know, have your significant other look at who you want to go to. And, and make, have a consult too. That's as I say, make are huge. And yeah. they're definitely worth the time. If you're that nervous or that concerned, you should definitely have a consult. I agree. I 100% agree. Your gut agree. is always, it's always right. Yeah. You're it either going to click with that injector mm-hmm. or you're not. That's right. You're going to feel comfortable or you're going to run the other way. I would never go into an office, sit down, and if I felt uncomfortable with an injector, there's no way I would let him poke me in the face. And that's what I tell patients even because I get asked that question a lot like how do you choose an injector make a consult like go talk to them ask them questions ask them because the reality is on social media people aren't going to post their complications they're not going to post the you know the things that they've had to fix so ask your injectors like what would you do if this happened what what is the worst that can happen I mean you've heard me when we're doing filler patients in my chair they get all the complications I don't care that it's in the consent they signed that they didn't read I go over the most important complications and I tell them if I think there's any issue we're dissolving it I'm not going to screw around with your face right so uh, there was only one person who said that they would not allow me to dissolve their filler and wouldn't sign because when you sign the filler consent you sign a consent for me to dissolve it if I think there's an issue she wouldn't solve it or she wouldn't sign it and I wouldn't I wouldn't do her filler the other thing that this makes me think about well we've heard a couple stories lately and I think it's important to bring it up people going to Mexico (laughs) for plastic surgery or in you know inject injections and there are some massive massive risks that people take yeah uh, just to go get their lips done or whatever or maybe they're on a girl's trip or whatever it is it's like oh my gosh you are taking a huge huge risk Risk. yeah and we're talking about you might need to go have surgery to have it removed um but I mean, we literally hear these stories every day and um, it's important to bring it up. Yeah. No, I because think there's that... a, pr- a price to pay for <laughs> yes, quality or or crap. There is. And this is what I tell patients. Cheaper isn't always better. Sometimes cheaper equals more. Yeah. Because you can go get. First of all, I tell people never group on your face. 
I have never ran a Groupon. I never will. And if somebody is running a Groupon for aesthetic treatments, you should literally run the other way. Mm -hmm. Don't even go for a consult. I'll save you that hassle. Right. Because there's a reason that it's so cheap. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a coupon, when don't I, clip it. Don't clip it. <laughs> not for your face, not face or body. Just don't do it. If if I see advertisements for filler cheaper than I can buy it for, there's an issue. Like, where are they getting the filler? Because I legitly get it from the company, you know? So when people are selling filler for cheaper than I can buy it for, that makes me question that provider. And when people are going down to Mexico to get treatments, I had a patient, she went down, said she got Kybella. I'm like, oh man, it burns like fire. She's like, oh, mine didn't hurt at all, but it also didn't do anything. I'm like, well, let me tell you. Probably didn't get Kybella. You Kybella's. did not get Kybella. And she's <laughs> no. like, it was $100. I'm like, yeah, you, this, you got, it was saline. You got Bybella. <laughs> you got, yeah. That was expensive saline, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, or like I had a patient who went down to Mexico a long time ago, did glabella filler and it literally, Wait, what is that? It's filler in between your eyes, which is the highest risk of place to put filler in your face. It's the highest risk for blindness. So I would not be going down there for filler in my glabella, but whatever they put there turned hard. So, and this was years and years and years ago. And I, I basically told the patient, you need to go have, like, you need to go to facial plastics and this, whatever this is probably needs to be surgically mm -hmm. removed because it was hard. And that's what we keep hearing are these surgically removed stories. And oh my gosh, just save, save your money, save a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. Go or, to the right place. Yeah. Or patients who will go to, you know, filler parties or Groupons and they get filler and it looks terrible. It's lumpy. It's whatever. Now they're paying, they're, they've just automatically doubled their cost. Right. Because to dissolve it and then to start over, it's a long process. And I, I wish more patients would share that because I get it. Aesthetic treatments are not cheap. I understand that. I am in no way saying like, just mm -hmm. go wherever. I'm just saying you have to look maybe across the board in the city you're in. What is the average? Because if some if someone's way under the average and they're undercutting everybody, there's a reason. That place is probably going to cost you a lot more money in the, in the long run. That's another thing. So I'm I'm big on telling patients and even significant others like, hey, come in with a list of questions. If you want to know how I handle complications, ask me. I'll tell you. I have full protocols for everything. And I, I have studied a lot for complications. And I'm a big proponent, even for my injectors, if you don't know how to handle a complication, you shouldn't be injecting. There are injections that are higher risk for filler than others in the face. And some of my injectors are, I mean, I trust every one of them. I would let them inject me anywhere in the face. But they're newer and I don't let them do super advanced injection techniques right now, even though I know they know how to do it. I want them to be comfortable. I want them to practice. I, I'm not going to just be like, oh, here you go. Like out on your own, you go. Right. So I, I guess I'm a little more conservative in that way too. So it's just about being comfortable with your injector. And I think if significant others even some of them will come to the appointments and then by the time they leave actually, we're all laughing I actually think it's really cute it is it's so sweet yeah, it is like they'll get IV therapy together mm -hmm. or like it's just cute yeah or they get curious and yeah. then they want to do something. Yeah. Mostly they don't want to do Botox at first. Most of my men like Dysport. And I think it's because it's not the name Botox. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, so they like Dysport. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time they won't even start with that. They'll ask about the CO2 laser or like the Diamond Glow, something that's less invasive. Yeah. But usually they end up with Botox too. So. 
<laughs> it makes a big difference. It Even does. like Botox just for men because their muscles are so strong mm-hmm. and they get a lot of static line wrinkles. So that makes and a which huge ones difference. are those? So those are the lines usually they'll get on their foreheads or even frown that they that you can see at rest. Yeah. They're not even frowning or raising their eyebrows. You can just see them. Mm-hmm. That makes a big difference for men because men do like to look good too. So I, I guess you could approach it that way and just have just ask your significant other to come with you if you're comfortable. Yeah. I mean, and they can ask questions if you're, you know, if you allow them in the room. That's right. I, I think that's important is just knowing that they're not going to come home looking crazy. So I was thinking, going back to this topic about how to speak to your significant other about aesthetics treatment, doing a quick summary, you can do a couple things. <laughs> yes. You can hide it with the turtleneck. Yep. You, and a scarf. And a scarf. <laughs> you can be up front with them. Uh-huh. And, uh, or and, you can hide bruises. Or <laughs> Yeah. You can take out extra money at the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> or you can bring them with you. Yes. There's lots of different options here. Yeah. I think they would be most open to either inviting them to come mm-hmm. or talking about them and have a plan. Right. Or even say, I'm just going to go for a consult. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to see. That's the best way. Yeah. I think that's the best way. Yeah. I think I've had the best luck with my husband when I said, I'm going to go have a consult. Yes. And then I come back with something else. (laughs) Okay. We're just saying going for a consult here. I think that's a good, it's like a good little like hint. And then you Mm -hmm. go for the consult and we can, and you do consults all the time here and all of our injectors do. Yeah. So if you need a consult, just call the reverse gravity phone number. We'll be happy to do a consult with you and talk you through any issues or questions that you might have. We don't, we want you to be very comfortable with whatever procedure that you're doing. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. Thanks Thanks for listening. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.